0: Welcome to another episode of the Anxiety Wad Podcast. I'm your host, Corey. Thankful you guys have joined me once again. Been on a little bit of a break here. Kind of took some time to unplug. Uh, Personal time. um, I kind of got off my own routine here. uh, The stuff that I preach on on my own podcast. I got away from that. Uh, We got super busy at work. Um, I kind of lost focus. And to be honest, I, I didn't take care of myself. And caught up to me. And so I, I was like, Oh, I see an issue here. And so I had to kind of take a step back, uh, take care of myself, get back on track and needless to say, it's working. So I'm back on track. Um, and, and you know, even for me, that, that stuff of that I, I have to prioritize my own personal care, um, rather than others. And if I don't do that, it, it presents itself very quickly on me. Um, it's like a like a sliver. All of a sudden, boom, you, you realize that there's something <laughs> stuck in your finger. Well, for me, it was just something that was stuck inside my head, like a sliver that I had to you know, take some time to remove delicately and um, heal up again. Um, nothing that was bad. I didn't have any more panic attacks. It actually wasn't even anxiety. It was more of a depressive kind of state. And, um, and I realized that it's been since probably since we got back from Hawaii. Um, obviously coming back from a place like that and one of my f- most favorite places on earth, you know, other than spending time with my family, like why is why is the cat, uh, bees knees, as they say. Um, but ever since we got back, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, I've been depressed to be honest. I'll just admit that. Um, I, I think that it has a lot to do with, I had this big goal of having abs again and, um, I got very, very close, and when Hawaii came back, it was like, you know what, I've worked hard this long, I'm going to have a little fun, and then a little fun led into a couple of weeks, and a couple of weeks and months, and you know, you're home all the time, and if you get bored, what are you going to do? I'm going to go and check the pantry for food. So, um, for me, you know, I put on some weight, um, not that, that I care, um, but it, it's not staying true to who I am and, and things that I've aligned myself with, my own values, And so the balance got off and and when that balance and that energy is off, um, my mental state goes downhill pretty quick. Uh, and, and it's just part of who I am. Um, trying to figure out a way the best way to explain this. Um, it's, it wasn't severe, but I just knew something was off and I had to unplug and, um, take care of myself. And and now that like I, I took that time, I feel great. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. You know, this quarantine thing is crazy. Um, I try to stay out of the news. I try to stay off social media to an extent. I read information from, like, John Hopkins, uh, the CDC, um, medical journals. And so that's what I suggest for you guys if you're struggling a little bit with uh, what's going on. I know there's a lot of anxiety with, you know, financially. Um, If you're someone that tunes into your body, you know, your health is going to be something that um, is probably worrying you right now. Uh, but take, take time to, uh, focus on the next step. And when I unplugged that' so I did, okay. So I, I, I kind of assessed like, where do I want to get to, which was back on track with my, um, ab goal. I call it the Sua ab goal. There's this dude that's a fire dancer out in Hawaii and his name is Sua. He's a, he's a stinking giant and, uh, he's just jacked. And like, in my mind, it's, it's like, I want to kind of look like that. I probably won't cause he's a big Samoan dude, but in my mind, I'm like, that's my goal. And so it's like, um, I, I want to get back on track for my SUA AB goal. And so that's my next step was to, um, okay, I need to get back into logging my food you know, tracking my macros, um, making sure I'm prepping everything. And then for me, it's like my weekends, my weekends are always the, the issue for, um, staying on track and you know, I don't, I don't drink anymore, but now it's like Friday comes and rather than a six pack or a 12 pack of beer, it's like ice cream or, you know, whatever snack. And, um, so that's, that's something that got out of hand. Uh, but, uh, the next step was getting things back in line. And, and now that it is, it's, it's like, what's the next step? Okay. Main, uh, consistent effort uh, over time, um, eliminating some of those things that were creeping up on me. Then uh, the other next step is, making sure I'm taking care of my mornings and my mornings is when I do all my personal development and my routine. And, um, I've been walking or riding the, the bike just, uh, just to get moving. I think that for me, that's always been a good thing. And then I've also started doing, um, uh, cold exposure again for whatever reason, I had, I had gotten away from that and, um, doing it again. Now I realize how much it it does help me. Uh, I just like the feeling when I'm done, but you know, being someone that has chronic pain that has, you know, um, joint replacements that, that struggles with inflammation at times, it's something I need to do to keep myself on track and getting away from that definitely, um, contributed to my, my depressive state. If you, I wasn't like clinically, clinically, clinically depressed However, I still cannot talk. Um, That's the Norwegian side of me. Thanks, mom. But, uh, you know, just a a state of um, being depressed and it was just a lack of self-care. And so, you know, if you are getting to that point, I think that one thing to be um, proactive in that is thinking about where do you want to go and then kind of reverse engineering from that point to figuring out what is the step that I can take today That's going to get me closer to that. And it's probably pretty cliche and you probably heard all the time, but it's really just these series of steps you take on a daily basis that eventually you can look back and be like, holy crap. You know, when we, when we work with people on, on nutrition, we have them take a weekly picture, you know, front profile, side, side and back because six to 10 weeks later, you can compare where you're at to where you were. And you can see how far you've come. It's a little bit harder with, you know, mental health. But if you really think back, if you've been listening to the show for a while, think back to where you've started. And if you've um, taken some action on some of these things that we've talked about, you can look back and be like, man, I, for me, it was like, I couldn't even leave my apartment. Like I, I was terrified of leaving my apartment, but like today, um, if this pandemic would have happened when I was at my worst, I don't even know. Like I I probably would have been the the thing that pushed me over the edge, to be honest. Um, I was so ingrained in the, um, worrisome aspect of my life of getting sick and getting cancer and, and having a brain tumor and all these things that I had convinced myself were truths that something like this would have just, man, it would have just totally threw me off balance. And uh, yeah, I probably would have drowned honestly, but again, in anything, it's, it's like, what's the next step? And I, and I, I echo that throughout my life when, I, when I'm working with people or people ask me questions about health and nutrition or exercise or surgery or whatever it is, you know, even as a parent, it's like, okay, well, what's next? It's really easy to get caught up and swooped up in the, the tsunami of emotion. Um, once you ride that out, you're able to think logically and that's when you can get to that point of what's the next step. So deal with the emotion first and then game plan, formulate what you want to do next, and then that's going to get you to where you want to go. So there's my eight minute intro (laughs) since I've been gone for so long, but um, I wanted to jump on here and talk about the next phase of the podcast. Um, I've been debating often and mainly since... Oh, I'd say September of this year of doing a little bit of a pivot. And I've talked about CrossFit and I've talked about nutrition and I've talked about health and wellness and all that stuff. Minimally on the show, it's mainly been focused on anxiety. And now we're going to pivot into talking more about CrossFit, more about wellness, more about health, and then a little bit about anxiety. Um, Unless I get questions... That's kind of the avenue that we're going to start taking. I haven't really gotten very many questions. I have one on emotional eating that I'm going to tackle here. Um, but if you guys um, follow the show on uh, Instagram, or if you follow me personally, uh, there's a recent story that was on uh, Julie Fouche's website um, about part of my journey. Like. <laughs> I, I tried to get her on the podcast way back when I started, um, like over a year ago and it didn't really work out. And so they were like, well, in the correspondence between her and her contact, they were like, well, maybe we'll have you on our website. Just fill out this questionnaire and, and, um, you know, we'll put something together and, you know, I, I filled it out and didn't hear anything more about it. And about two months ago, um, they contacted me again and said, Hey, we're going to run your story in March. Is that still cool? No, way, April. Yeah, it's May. <laughs> so oh the quarantine i'm so thrown off but yeah they contacted me and said hey april we're gonna april 20 the week of april 21st we're gonna run your story we still good and i'm like yeah sure you guys got any more questions and whatnot and so um it, it kind of sparked a little bit more of the fire and i did the passion for me is helping other people um, you can only talk so much about certain aspects of anxiety generally but when you talk like one-on-one with people, you, it's very, it's very much easier for me to do, um, and, I, and I don't feel like that fire is still lit right now, and it may come back around. But um, the reason for the pivot is that I, I have a lot more to offer in the regard to taking care of yourself physically and emotionally, or mentally, whatever you want to call it. But um, I haven't really delved into the. Um, physical aspects of it. And so I think that that's where the show is going to be heading. Um, there might even be a name change to the podcast, but I'm not quite sure yet. Um, I've been working with, I got a coach that helps me with branding. I haven't really you know, done much with that. I've, uh, Being a, an artistic guy, I've done about seven different logos and seven different names, but um, I'm still, still working on it. But let me know if you guys got any questions about that pivot. And I'm excited about it. And I hope that, um, you guys are too, you know, my, my passion is health and wellness and a big part of that is, um, physicality. And so staying true to myself and one of my values being health and wellness, I I need to talk about that type of of thing in order to continue my mission of helping as many people as I can. Um, since that article has come out, I've actually had quite a few people contact me about how I came back from so many surgeries. What um, what, what like, what are some of the things I do today uh, as far as a, adaptive CrossFit or scaling? Uh, what I do for nutrition uh, to keep inflammation down? And so those things are some of the things that I'm going to be talking about. Um, I'm not going to really get into too many of them here on this episode. I'm actually going to be talking about emotional eating here in a second, but I wanted to let you guys know that that's where the show is heading. You know, the numbers of listens are down and that probably has to do with Um, not as many people commuting, um, or whatever. I don't, I don't really know, but, um, I'm not going to try to figure it out. What I'm going to do is pivot. So I'm going to bring you guys with me. I hope that, uh, you guys will submit any kind of questions that you have. I will be talking, I think I have like 10 of them already. Um, but please let me know and, uh, I'll get on to anything from scaling, programming, um, weight loss, muscle gain. I'm actually working with a few athletes that are getting ready to go to college that I'm helping them put on some muscle mass, a couple of football players. Um, I got a wrestler that I'm working with. And so those those types of things are, are open for discussion as well. I, I don't know if there will be a rebranding, but just for now, um, I'll not announce it on the show if you guys keep listening here or on social media if there is. Um, but for now, we're going to remain anxiety-wide. Workout of the day is going to be information on um, CrossFit, nutrition, and mental health. So that is going to encapsulate each show. Um, I probably won't hit all three on each show, but it's going to be at least one or two of each, each any, um, area of interest um, per show. So um, emotional eating. And this is an interesting one because I, I had a question from someone on this, and uh, I think it was the same day that uh, one of my f- uh, former chiropractors and one of my friends, she actually did something on this uh, as well, almost like the same day. So it's a subject that uh, has been out there, obviously been talked about quite a bit. It's something that I actually do. Um, that's that's the thing that I, I... And that's what I actually noticed when I, when I was like, something's off. And, and I noticed that because it was like the slow leak of <laughs> getting Halo Top and then eating chips and then doing the stuff that I don't usually do. I was like, oh man, what's going on? And then doing a little um, dissection of my own brain, I was like, oh man, emotional eating is in full swing. And so since I, I kind of know myself very well, I want to give you guys something that you can ask yourself to determine if you are someone that that does deal with emotional eating. Um, so when you are stressed out, do you notice that you are eating more? That's question number one. I mean, if you're stressed out, you're eating more because you want to uh, counteract the stress. It's probably a sign that you're an emotional eater. Do you eat when you're not hungry or when you're full? And the reason that's the thing is like you're cranking up hormones to feel better. Um, There's always something in your life that you're trying to fill when you're doing these compulsions. And not necessarily compulsions in, in a eating disorder type of way, but just someone that eats emotionally to counteract how they're feeling mentally Um, do you feel better to calm or soothe yourself when you're sad mad bored anxious etc when you eat do you eat to feel better basically Um, do you reward yourself with food do you regularly eat until you've stuffed yourself i don't know why i feel attacked right now (laughs) no i'm just kidding um does food make you feel safe do you feel like food is a friend And do you feel powerless or out of control around food? And so when emotion is tied to these types of acts, um, it's hard for us to think logically. And so when we tie food to something like emotion, it is kind of a recipe for disaster. And those of you that are listening that have struggled with uh, eating disorders, you know exactly what I'm talking about because it happens, it's done and over with, and then all of a sudden you're beating yourself up. It's like you get the food in your mouth, you get it down. Now, some people keep it down. Some people purge. Um, but then as soon as that happens, you pick up the boxing gloves and shame yourself and beat yourself up. So very important to evaluate that, but also to not pick up the boxing gloves, right? That's just, you're already going to feel bad about what you're doing. So there's no need to beat yourself up about it even further. Um, there, there is a lack of kindness in the real world. And so in order to counteract that, we have to be kind to ourselves. You know, kindness and love are universal languages. They're world languages. But we often don't speak those languages to ourselves. We speak them outwardly to other people. But how often, and, and you can um, correct me if I'm wrong, but when someone asks you, who are the people you love in your life, how often do you list yourself? It's just an interesting question. I saw that somewhere that I was looking, but I was like, oh yeah, I probably don't do that myself. I mean, I do love myself finally. You know, it it took a long time and it was a long time coming. But when you are already doing things that you know you'd want to change about yourself, there's no benefit in picking up a boxing glove and punching yourself while you're down. So stay away from doing that. Here's what an emotional eating cycle looks like. Something that happens... Something happens that upsets you. You feel overwhelming, you feel an urge to eat. And then you eat more than you know you should, and then you feel guilty and powerless over food. And then that feeling contributes to higher feeling and then you eat more and then it just kind of goes in this vicious circle. And so what what you need to do is is say hold up, hold up. Let's reset. Let's try again. Okay? And so emotional hunger comes, it comes on suddenly right? It's like all of a sudden you're not sure why you're feeling a certain way or like before you know it, you're standing in front of the, fr- the fridge for like the fifth time that day for about five minutes. Even though there's probably nothing new in there, you're standing there. Um, and the emotional hunger cravings um, are for specific comfort foods. For me, it's Halo Top ice cream, it's popcorn, it's, it's like sweet salty. And so I kind of go back and forth on those two. I do not buy um, licorice, especially that gourmet licorice with like the, um, kangaroo on the, on the thing. Um, I actually just had someone buy me one for Mayday, which was awesome. It was so good. Um, but I don't do that because I'll eat the whole bag and you know, that's just one of my comfort foods. So another thing is to list out your comfort foods and just don't buy them. You know, you're not going to eat it if it's not in the house, right? Or when you go and do a gas station to get gas, don't pick anything up, right? There, there is a choice that you do have when it comes to supply, supply and demand. If you don't have it in your house, you're not going to eat it. So that's that's a quick, easy way to curb that aspect of it with your your specific comfort foods. Um, you know, emotional eating and hunger uh, it leads to mindless eating. Like you don't really think about it, and then all of a sudden, the whole bag of chips is gone, or the whole bag of whatever is gone, or the whole <laughs> the whole plate of cookies is gone. And so there is some mindfulness that goes into um, emotional eating. And so for me, it's why I do my morning routine. It's why I evaluate where my mind is at. It's why I test the water of my mindset. It's because if I don't do that and the temperature or the balance gets off, that was my fasting timer. Sorry about that. But if that gets off, I'm doing this mindless eating thing before I even know it. And then like what happened recently, it's like, oh man, something's off. And so that's why I do that on a daily basis. It's not for that day. It's for when I need it. The other thing about it is, you know, emotional hunger and and eating. You're not satisfied once you're full because you're still left with that emotion that you were dealing with right? You try to fill yourself up and you feel good. You get the the chemical reaction in your body. You get that, you know, the spike in all those hormones that you got going, you get the blood sugar up, you're feeling good. And then when that goes away, you're still left with that, that emotion that you haven't dealt with. And so you're filling a bucket, but it's the wrong bucket. And so what you need to do is figure out a way that you can fill your emotional bucket for yourself. And like I said, be your own biggest fan, be that person in your life that you love the most We'll take care of that type of thing. The other big thing is that emotional hunger—it's not located in your stomach. You know, it, it'll help grow your belly, or the the pain in your stomach, but it's it's can't you can't get it out of your head and into your stomach. It's in your head, the reason that you're emotionally eating. And now this isn't to say that there isn't some hunger aspects to it, but for the most part, emotional eating isn't in your stomach. Now if you're someone that struggles with this, there's more to it. It's not necessarily just that you're, um, hungry. It's that they're trying to fill this hole in yourself that you may not even know is there. Um, and speaking from someone that gets to an emotion before a thought process, I have to kind of um, reverse engineer the emotion to figure out how I got there even and know and try to dissect what it was that caused that emotion. So it's like boom, I'm already there. I feel this way. I don't know why, and what the hell is going on? Why am I pissed off, or why am I sad, or why am I anxious, or why am I happier than I've ever been? Like it's it's like boom, it happens. And so um, knowing that it's not in my stomach is an important thing. And for me, it's easy to get under control because as soon as I realize it, I'm like, oh okay, I need to change this, and I'm I'm a little headstrong that way and that's not always a good not always a good thing um but I'm able to just be like oh okay I like I'm not going to do that anymore um and then the other thing like I mentioned before is you know emotional hunger often leads to guilt shame regret all those negative emotions that we don't need to beat ourselves up about there's already enough judgment in the world we don't need to judge ourselves reset try again move on if you're laying in bed beating yourself up before you go to sleep say hey I'm going to try better tomorrow and then actually try better tomorrow, right? All right, so let's look at emotional hunger versus physical hunger. Um, Emotional hunger comes on super sudden, uh, where physical is gradual. Emotional is it needs to be satisfied instantly. Uh, Physical hunger can kind of wait. Emotional is like specific comfort foods, like I mentioned. Uh, Hunger is like a lot of options actually sound kind of good. Emotional is, it sad. It isn't satisfied with a full stomach, where physical stops when you're full, right? When you're hungry, you eat something, you find, fine, you move on, and you can go on with your day. Well, emotional eating is you eat something, you're full, and you still feel miserable. Um, emotional eating triggers feelings of guilt, powerless and sh- powerlessness, and shame. And eating satisfied physical hunger doesn't make you feel bad about yourself. And that's a very important thing. Um, The tricky thing about eating disorders is that you have to eat to survive. And so it's such a a tricky river to navigate. And um, I'm not someone to explain how to navigate those waters. Um, and, And so if you're someone that is struggling with emotion, leading to a point that it's becoming a disorder, please reach out for help. You're not alone. And it's not a bad thing to get help for that. And in fact, it's super important that the, the sooner that you know it's an issue, the, the, better, you're gonna, um, the better chance you're going to have at recovery if you go get help. So don't wait. Go get help. Uh, drop your ego. Drop your pride. Drop your fear of asking for help and go do it. If you don't know how to do that, I, I can sure try to help figure out a way to do that for you. So just hit me up. I'll do what i can Um, i'm not going to have the answers that you might be looking for but i can point you in a direction you know i maybe can just be that compass and say hey head in that direction and look here Um, you know i have enough resources where i can help find um, resources for you around the country if you're looking for stuff like that Um, all right so moving on common causes of emotional eating stress obviously Stress is a big one. Like if we don't have a healthy way to deal with stress, we're going to deal with stress in unhealthy ways. Right. And for those of you listening, physical exercise is not the only way to deal with stress. You have to have something else because speaking from experience, when you have no ability to exercise or work out or play sport, stress is going to be there and it's going to come with a vengeance. And so one of the many lessons I've learned over having so many surgeries is that I need another way to deal with stress because I could be, you know, paralyzed from the neck down after falling off a deck when I was 18. And I would have to equip myself to be able to deal with stress and to be able to deal with life. When my physical symptoms are gone or physical ability is gone, you have to have another way to deal with stress. Um, The more uncontrolled stress in your life, the more likely you are to turn to food or booze, or whatever, or drugs, or, you know, whatever, relationship stuff, or whatever. It's just, figure out a way to control stress. Another one, stuffing emotions. And I've talked about this many times, and until you deal with the emotion of a situation, um, you're you're not going to be able to think logically. And so the more you stuff your emotions, it kind of grows and festers and becomes this coagulated demon thingy inside you that it's going to just burst out. And, um, it's going to destroy your life. The more you stuff emotions, the worse you're going to be, you know, it's going to be, I'm obviously reading here while I'm talking, but, um, for me, it was, I'll just talk about my own experience here. Um, I I would stuff emotions, but then it would lead to being angry and then afraid and then sad and then anxious and lonely and resent people. And then I'd shame myself for feeling that way. And then I tried to numb myself and then it was like you can't selectively numb emotions. And so you numb all emotions and become this robot. And yeah, just talk about your emotions, find a way to do so. There's the internet is, um, you know, an abyss of forums that you can talk to people about how you are feeling. And it's probably a safe way to start just to find a chat room or a forum. Healingwell.com has one. If you are looking for um, an area of interest to start talking about your emotions, they have a chat that's 24-7 24-7 um, this one's pretty prevalent right now boredom uh, feeling of feelings of emptiness like if you're bored what are you doing looking for food and I guarantee everybody listening right now has been doing this lately if you're stuck at home and you're in the house and you're in the house bored standing in your pantry standing in front of your fridge numerous times a day and so this is a good time to pick up a habit or a um, hobby. That's the word I'm looking for, not a habit. I mean, habits can be positive too, don't get me wrong, but um, a hobby is the word I'm looking for. Or read books, or pick up a new skill, or dive back into a skill that you had you know, put away or put on the shelf. Like for me, it was artistic stuff. Um, and so find things to fill that emptiness that you may be feeling at this time. Another reason is childhood habits. Think back to like your childhood memories. Did your parents reward you with Like the Dairy Queen, like we would go to the Dairy Queen after baseball games in Little League when I was a kid. And so for me, ice cream is inherently um, memorable as a child. And so like I think back to that time and it's like, oh man, this is great. I get to ride in the back of the pickup truck and go to the Dairy Queen. Obviously, they'd probably lock me up as a dad if I put my kid in the back of a pickup now. But that's what we did as kids. So look at your childhood habits. And the reason you look at all these things about your life is you can kind of dissect them and figure out a way to navigate those habits. You know, the the way we are doesn't have to be the way we remain for me. Like I was, I was using like alcohol as a crutch because I was in so much pain, both physical and emotional. I've always been able to just stop when I wanted to. Um, but there was times where I didn't want to, like I didn't want to feel. And so I was doing everything I could to be out of pain. And so for me, I had to figure out how to be able to deal with that pain without that crutch. And so that process of looking at my habits and dissecting them and getting a game plan of moving on and and changing my life wasn't fun because I was going to be losing this thing that I had been leaning on to get me through pain. But then I learned about meditation and then Kratom and then ice baths and, um, you know, um, alkaline nutrition and all these things that were going to benefit me even more so than all the problems that alcohol was causing. And so once I kind of incorporated those, those into my life, it's, I, I just don't drink anymore because I have these other things. And so that's why you want to evaluate these habits and these things that you're doing in your life to become better, to become that thing that you want to be that the thing in your mind that you tell yourself that can't happen, it can happen if you focus on the next step. And finally, like the question you're probably asking, like, well, what do I do? Okay. I know I'm an emotional leader. What are the things I can do to get around it? So let's look at some of those, um, pause when your craving hits and then check in with yourself, like take five before you give to the craving. Like, can I put off eating for five minutes? Answer is yes. Then try to put it off for 10. While you're waiting, check in with yourself. How am I feeling? What's going on emotionally? And if I end up eating, am I going to feel better in 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Or am I going to feel worse? And if the answer is worse, don't do it. Learn to accept your feelings, even the bad ones. Be like, like, in, in the, I've mentioned this before on the show. Is as soon as you name an emotion or name anxiety, be like, oh, okay. That's my sadness creeping up right now. It loses its power over you. And because that's like, it's like playing hide and seek and be like, oh, I see you hiding behind the bush. The illusion of being hidden is no longer there. And so as soon as you name an emotion, you shine a bright light on that emotion and it loses its power. It's like a vampire in the sunlight. And the more often that you can name emotions, good and bad the better you're going to be able to navigate these feelings when you're not feeling so great that you're going to jump into the fridge, not going to jump into the fridge, but open the fridge, grab something that you know you don't want to eat and beat yourself up about it. But if you check in with yourself and say, hey man, I'm feeling sad. I really don't know why, but I know it is sadness. I I don't want to eat because then I'll be sad even more when I'm done. So it's good to check in with yourself and take that time to pause and kind of learn to accept the feelings good and bad and then evaluate them and talk yourself through, right? Be your own biggest coach. Another tip is to savor your food take your time while you're eating. Don't just inhale your food. Um, you know, growing up with the the family that I did, the, the German side of me just inhales food. And I remember when I was dating and I would be done with my food before my wife even had two bites. (laughs) so I was like, Oh man, I gotta figure that out. That, that could be a problem as we get older. But, um, you know, savor your food, enjoy it, take your time, you know, set a number of chews that you take for each bite, 10, 15, I don't know, just just try to savor it and take your time with it so you're not just inhaling things. And then also, finally, uh, support yourself with healthy lifestyle habits, and that, that goes hand in hand with anxiety, both mental and physical. You know, make daily exercise a priority, try to sleep a lot more, at least eight hours. Um, make time for relaxation, breath work, meditation. If you don't like either one of those things, just sit quietly. Focus on your stomach rising and your stomach falling. Or put on some music and try to, some positive music, and try to relax. And then connect with others that share the same values and interests that you do. And that those are some things to help with a healthy lifestyle. A lot of information on emotional eating, and hopefully that gives you some value Hopefully that um, answers some questions that you guys may have had and offers you a little bit of hope to get around that habit that most of us are probably experiencing right now with our current lifestyle and current situation with the quarantine going on. Please holler if you got any questions on the the show's uh, pivot that we got coming up here. Um, If you have anything that you want me to talk about, CrossFit, nutrition related, uh, let me know, shoot me a message, DM me on any of the social media platforms. Anxietywad at gmail.com is our email. And I hope that you have a peaceful morning, afternoon, or evening. Keep coming back, guys. We're going to figure this out, I promise. We'll see you later.